0: What's good? It's your boy Rob Hayes hanging with Feeling Bad on the Tissue of the Tape podcast where everything's hip-hop. Hashtag Respect Heat Holders. You know what it is.
1: This should be played at high volume, preferably in a residential area. Like we always do about this time. Oh, Catching shit off the radio. The Put the tissue, <laughs> in the, in the tissue in the, and t- the
0: top.
1: <laughs> and tissue on the tape. They don't right. know about that. Respect Heat Holders. People keep asking if I'm back, and I haven't really had an answer. But now, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back! Phil Matic, Davis Backless, Gandhi, Hip Hop 365. You know the time, is the tissue and the tape. Adjust my tally and twine and design the great Metaphors at a rape like cosplay. Don't need conventions to display my conviction upon day MCs are rhythm and bit in peace like Gandhi. Four seat at the table getting meals to lounge eight. No hunger strikes or kicks in tight spaces. Just lyrics to elevate and physically separates us. You can debate us, but get your weight up. We'll wait and meditate since we are great with patience. What's the diagnosis? We are great with patience. And pop is contagious. Worldwide, but you're racist. It's back with Davis, filled. there's no basis Cause tissue in the tape makes America the greatest From beatboxing on slave ships Till we six feet in a box In a grave dip, we raise this Culture, culture. born gonna these vultures, Picking the brains of the youth mumbling that insults us I post up with the rap radar That gets me vexed when he uplift trash Like Charles S, that's complex Wait, I can read between the lines It's not hate to suggest they don't need to rhyme We just take it back, or rather you to rewind When he holders us in the back of the Swans is the bitches, the bond, Diggy, Jax Beasley Native son, it's the faculty first, uh
2: Recording live from somewhere. It's the world's famous TITT. It's home team in the motherfucking house. No question. As always, it is I. Davis backwards and who state your name, gangsta?
3: Philmatic365, aka Go Phil, Go Phil, Go.
2: <laughs> yes, sir, man. Uh, as always, we are uh, recording courtesy of our himself, uh, out here. Uh, salute to everybody out there that rocks with us. Everybody that follows, follows us. On all the platforms, listens to our shows, downloads, shares, comments, rates, replies, everything, all of those things. We are appreciative. Uh, Salute to our affiliates out there, everybody that, you know, man, that's in the extended family that's out there rocking. But tonight, man, we got a special guest film, Matt. I want you to tell the people who we're going to be talking to tonight, man.
3: Yeah, man, it, it's always great when you can build with like-minded individuals, and that's what we try to do. And um, the gentleman we got with us tonight is is definitely cut from that same cloth. Especially when we're talking about uh, we talking about quality uh, music, hip hop, R and B. When we're talking about uh, that footwear, when we're talking about just uh, the 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 culture itself, comedy, everything. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the the heat holders present to you. Rob Hayes.
0: What's going on, bro? What's good? What's good? Yeah, man. Oh, man. It's so crazy. Like, I've never met Phil in person, but I know so much about him
1: through, through Clubhouse.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, that,
3: that's yeah. That's, uh, that's how we link, man. Shout out to the homie Flo. Uh, mm-hmm. Kind of uh, linking all these people together. We, we've we done a couple interviews with people that we've met through Clubhouse. But, yeah, man, it's, it's crazy. Like, how much like i know about people i've never even actually seen or 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 like in person you know mm-hmm.
0: yeah i didn't i didn't say pictures of the you know you in the moving van with the kicks you know what I'm <laughs> as a kid sure. with the kids you know yeah man we we
3: uh so, yeah. like one, one of them nights in 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 clubhouse we we just were putting up like throwback picks and mm-hmm. it's like yeah, I, I I saw I saw you uh you know the grade school pick that, that you mm-hmm. had there for a minute. That drove yeah. around. Yeah, but yo, yeah. this is about you though, man. Uh you're killing it right now. Uh you've been killing it for a minute, but right now you you're on you on the road, man. Uh Sherman Showcase. And now you got uh you got you doing everything you're doing with uh BR kicks, but before we jump into all of that, I kind of want to uh, just kind of s- take a step back. Um, tell us a little bit about you as a as a uh, as an entertainer. Um, like, okay. Which-
0: yeah. Um. So yeah, I started as a stand up. Still do stand up. And uh, started in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, really started when I was in college at the University of Georgia in Athens. And then uh, hit it hard in Atlanta. Was, was doing everything there, and uh, uh, won this competition called the Latin Skull Comedy Festival. And from there, went out to Montreal uh, just for laughs festival, and uh, moved to New York, um, and then. From there, did the Tonight Show, Adam Devine's house party, and just you know, kind of got ingrained with the scene there. And then uh, once I got the opportunity to write on on Sherman's, that that's what kind of brought me out to LA, and uh, more writing opportunities started to come. And then it started to feel like I'm making money in LA and spending it in New York, and so then I just. <laughs> Made that move to LA, so now now I'm in LA. But yeah, it's 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 crazy because anytime I get something, is people act like it's my first thing. Like all the comments on this BR thing is like, man, it's the biggest stage of your life, man. You know, blah blah, blah you know, like. Why are they giving these guys a chance? And it's like, man, I've been, you know, I've been. You've been grinding. <laughs> I've been grinding for like eleven years, but it's still, I'm still the new guy. Until like, until you a household name, you new. Like yeah. it's your first day. You know, the first time they saw you, that's that's the first time you start. Do you do you think that's an effect of social media? Because people just
3: think you 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 just you know working at Hardee's one day and then the next day you you know you all over you know. The, the the net and do you think that's because
0: people think it's that easy i think i think people would kind of think they generally have an idea of what's going on in entertainment you know people like i watch tv every day i, I listen to comedy every day i listen to music every day so if it's somebody that they don't recognize the assumption is not i wasn't you know aware of it the assumption is this must be new because i have never seen
3: it yeah it didn't exist because i didn't know about
1: it yeah
0: basically and you know but it's it's just funny to me because there's no overnight sensation you know like like even even people who like have breakout moments like tiffany haddish it's like i've been seeing all the stuff they've been doing in front of the world for years you know, for years. House. And so it's just like, yeah, no, it's not you don't just wake up and just wind up in girls trip. You know, there's like all kind of stuff that she was doing. And then she was on the Arsenio Reboot. <laughs> she was on the Arsenio Reboot. She she was on the uh, Marlon Waynes had a show called Bring the Funny. She was on Bill Bellamy's Who's Got Joke. you know, and there's there's that's a story for so many people. Like like everyone, you know. Especially in the comedy side of entertainment, it's, it's a long, long journey. So, you know, there, there's going to be other... You know, the next thing I do is, hopefully, it's people from Shermans and it's people from Sneak This and it's people from, you know... Hopefully, they all get together at some point. But until then, it's just a grind. It's just, you know, on to the next thing.
3: Yeah, I, I think my first time... uh like seeing you and like hearing your name i think it was probably like last comic standing maybe it was probably like the okay. first. okay yeah that's the first time like i remember because i i used to watch that because i I'm, I'm one of them dudes that i'll i'll turn anybody on if they make me laugh it don't matter you know so i i just i will always watch that to kind of see like anybody i should be checking
0: for but tell me about that experience though uh i mean we definitely signed an nda i definitely been like (laughs) i've never heard of anybody being sued for like like talking about it but also i've never heard like i keep up with like some of the people from there and i never hear them talk about it but it 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 is you're doing the illuminati and
3: comedy then (laughs) no
0: it is it is wild it's it's a wild thing because they're taking people like like other shows it's like okay these people are established they kind of realize like hey this is not gonna make or break you but like last comic is like a reality show so you're taking a really you flying people out and they really thinking yo this is my shot so like uh if you if you remember me from there then you was really paying attention because i ain't making make it past the first hundred but they, they kept showing me because I had one of the awkward exits. I was on like one of the lists of like the worst. What happened was, is, um, so they were like, you enter from the right, you leave to the right, right? So I'll I do my set, kill, right? The judges are like, uh, whatever. They didn't even show the judges part. And then, um, the only person that gave me love was Roseanne. Everybody else was like, uh, you know, you should have, you shouldn't talk more about like who you are and blah blah blah. And so then, the, but the audience was going crazy. They couldn't use it because the audience is like, oh. And then I'm like hyping the audience up, <laughs> like, come on, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm trying to make a moment. I'm trying to force my way on. So then, you know, they're like, you know, so then I'll go to walk off. And I don't walk to the right, I walk to the left. So I walk off. And then the people there's nowhere to go. And the people like, go the other way, go the other <laughs> way. So instead of just walking right off, I walk back to my spot thinking like, okay, we're editing, they're gonna take this part out and then I'm gonna walk off. But like everybody's just like cracking up, laughing, like I just, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I got lost <laughs> or something. It's like, yo. Yeah. So they, I, I didn't think they was going to use that. So then they, you know, they aired the, the episode, they show, you know, they show me in the fall. They just show me doing my jokes because they really couldn't use the part with, with the judges. And so I'm good. Then like maybe a couple episodes later, they're like, like uh, first it was on Facebook. They were like the most awkward exits ever. And I was like, yo, is this real? And I'm like, Oh, this is crazy. They playing them. And I'm like number two. I'm like, Dang, this is insane. Then they showed it on an episode. You know, so was like,
2: yeah, that was crazy. They, they they hit you with the Shaq and the Fool joint for comedy. Basically, basically, they, they Javel McGee for a second. <laughs> but you know, like Javel
0: McGee, you know, I end up getting a ring in the end, you know. Hey man, that's, that, right. that's that's what it's all about, man. <laughs> and you got a gold medal. Know yeah, what I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. JaVale got a gold medal. Yeah, yeah man. Like him and his mom. That's that's kind of dope. Even though I don't think he actually stepped foot on the court, but in in, in, yeah, in, in, 20, years, in, in twenty years from now, they nobody gonna remember
0: that. They're gonna be, yeah. they, all they are gonna see is that gold medal. Pop had to yell at somebody. Pop yeah. couldn't yell at KD. Pop had to you know, Pop was probably getting all his KD rocks off on, on JaVel. Yeah. That's actually. He can't yell right. at Dame, you know, Dame made way more than Pop. But he can yell at JaVel.
2: <laughs> fact. Oh man, that's that's awesome, man. So yeah, like Phil Phil kinda put me on, but once I it, that, I guess that's the good thing about the internet and the rabbit hole that you can go down with with material, like yeah, like how, how does it feel? Like you said, um, like do you have any anybody that um that's ever hit you like like in your life that like you said, like it's it's one thing for strangers not to know that you have stuff going on, mm-hmm. but like do you have anybody like in your family or you know, like anybody like that, like that that kind of just realized that you know that you're like putting in work like this?
0: Um, it, it depends. I feel like when I did the tonight show, that kind of got out to everybody especially at at that time in my life, because my father had had just passed like earlier that month. So that was like, you know, everybody kind of was behind me and stuff, but like every now and then it'll be something. And like like the other day I got a text from like my cousin, he had just seen me on 85 South and I had like, I recorded that in November, like that went out like around Thanksgiving, you know? (laughs) And he had, like, he just seen it. And then, like, some of my other cousins, you know, oh, man, you was on, you know, you was on 85.7. And then it, like, puts in perspective, like, they think that's way huger than being, you know, right. um, Jimmy Fallon is, like, being, you know, being next to Carlos. And they don't know, like, <laughs> I, te- I text Carlos all the time. Like, right. you know, like, Carlos was putting me on stage when when people didn't know who he was, you know? And it's, yeah, it's... Or the, the average person you know we all knew he was a star and we all saw it, like you know forever but at the same time it's just you know it's, it's one of those things where you like man. uh oh no go ahead, go ahead i don't know like but it, different stuff gets different people like i told one of my dad's best friends about sherman's they used to like go and get bootleg tapes of Old Soul Train and they were like super James Brown fans, would travel, would drive for hours, I'm from Atlanta, they drive to Augusta to see James Brown like it was nothing, go to Parliament concerts, it's really where my like music headness comes from. And I told them about Sherman's before Sherman's was, like before we wrote anything, and then one day he hit me, and he was like, "Man, I was watching IMC. I saw you got a show on there. Man, that's pretty cool." <laughs> I'm like, "I told you about this before. Before this was a show. Like, before, like we didn't have one episode written. I told you about it from the beginning, but you know, people. That's how I be, man. Plus, the process of the industry. So there's been many times where I've sold things, had things in development." told people about him and just looked like a lie you know there's there's a while when my family was like where i was saying he's getting his money from tv but we haven't seen him on tv you know he <laughs> has a tv show you know it's like that kind of thing so like I, I to think, be <laughs> yeah yeah they're like all right you know are you okay you need some money like no i'm good all
2: right <laughs> All right, Phil, we, we got we gotta find out the origin story, man. Go ahead. Yeah, man. We gotta yeah. we gotta got
3: get the radioactive spiders. So, I mean, like, so I mean okay. you got you got a couple origin stories. So like first let's let's start with comedy, because I know I'm a I'm a huge fan of like uh of like comedy albums and everything. Like mm-hmm. how 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 did how, how did you get your start in saying like yo, this is what I wanna do?
0: My start in doing comedy, or my start in, or just like, even just enjoying it before getting the love of it. Okay, okay, okay. Um, that that goes back. There's there's certain memories that are like specific. Like for some reason, I I don't remember a world where I didn't know. What stand-up was, I don't know if that's because of Fozzie Bear or if that's because of Seinfeld. But for some reason, I can't remember a time where I didn't know about a brick wall and somebody standing there, you know. Um, but I do remember not being able to see Bring the Pain. I do remember I had to go in the other room and I was maybe maybe eight, maybe seven when Bring the Pain came out and I had to go in the mm-hmm. other room. And then when I found out that I had to go in the other room because a guy was talking, I was like, I have to find out what he's saying. Because normally it's like, okay, New Yorker undercover got too intense. Y'all need to go to bed. You know, (laughs) this is a rated R movie. This is scene. Y'all need to go to bed. You know, people taking a coat. Hey, hey, go to bed. But go to bed for somebody talking. Like to me, that was that was everything. And so then it was that that stiff arm is really what made it for me like i gotta find out what this is so that's the okay there's comic view i'm gonna watch that maybe i'll see you know the guy that i couldn't see on comic view you know premium blend i'll watch that i'll check that out you know like like and i just started oh, to premium blend that was that work <laughs> i would check it. i would check out whatever comedy central presents like would that finally bring the pain came on on uh comedy central and i like i feel like i was committing it to memory and like yeah i remember i got in trouble because i was like repeating it when like company came over and they were like <laughs> hey. you know I'm, I'm still like smoke crack get your job back it's like <laughs> years and years like you know but it's just it's just man that that's my favorite special and then um <clears throat> i owned it i yeah, I found I, my, my my dad's comedy records. I found his uh Martin Lawrence talking shit. Would like sneak that and like turn the volume all the way down and try to listen. Like listening comedy album in you know, headphones is crazy because it's just it screams and laughs and stuff in, in your ear. But at the same time, I just I had to hear. It, you know, it's just that's Martin. I want to know how Martin became Martin. So I'm. You know um and yeah the obsession kind of began with that and then um uh, once i found out like I'll, eddie murphy was on snl i seen an snl rerun then it's like i gotta see every snl rerun mm-hmm. so then like whole summers one o'clock comedy central watching snl every day
3: yeah man they had the best of saturday night live eddie murphy and had mm-hmm. all the skits mm-hmm. on there that, that's i still watch that shit to this day it's you know, incredible. It's you know, incredible. Is I'm glad you mentioned Martin's talking shit. To me, that's that's my favorite thing that Martin has ever done. Like even more than the show, more than more than uh any his uh stand-ups in the movies, in any any movie that he's been in, talking shit is my favorite thing that he's ever done. Like that whole skit about the boxer, like about him wanting to be a boxer, that's that's like that's like chef's kiss.
0: Talking shit is good. Uh what's the other one? funk. Uh Um, so he so he had You uh, So Crazy
3: in the movies. And yeah. then but Yeah, the, You the So album, Crazy
0: was in the movies. But there yeah, was it, another it,
3: album. I remember. Tell that was in the movies. But yeah, there's another album. There's another album.
0: It's got funk in the title, I know. But I can't remember what the yeah. th- Tommy Ford does a sketch on there, but uh I to me, the Martin's half hour is is it for me. The HBO half hour. The yeah. HBO half hour. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's funk it. Funk it, yeah.
3: Yeah. I think it's actually supposed to be fuck it, but you know, back then they just they was like, Well Martin, do you know if we just just change that
0: uh C to an N? We can we can market it. Yeah, I mean he was on a network show at that time. You yeah. can't, you know, like at that time, too much too. Bad boy's about to come out. Like too much going on for him to have. Yeah, effort as a title. Yeah,
3: yeah. But but that's where um on kicking the door uh from uh talking shit. That's where that come from. That that
0: yeah. I got to, talk, I got to tell how
3: I see
0: it. Yeah, yeah. To you can tell Biggie was a comedy fan. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, and, and it's funny too right you could you could tell that 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 big that big was um like yo the, and that's one thing too like just to kind of talk about like the marriage of hip-hop and comedy like um deaf comedy jam like I, I recently watched like maybe like a good six hours of that the other day um at like two in the morning and like much how you're talking about like watching comedy central late at night like everybody's asleep I'm just downstairs and I was just watching like how they produced that show. It was a really well produced show that incorporated like fashion that incorporated hip hop, you know, with Mm -hmm. that incorporated um, all of these different mentalities of young people of Mm -hmm. that age. Yeah. Like, and we think about it now, like we're, we seem like we're about the same age. Like that was, that was like our, the generation before us, like that was they were in they, like that was their wheelhouse. Like when and it was about... an
0: explosion, because yeah. like before Death Comedy Jam, like the comedian, you know, you probably get one black comedian at a time.
2: Yeah, you
0: get them here, you get them there. Mm-hmm. You know, you get Eddie Murphy, then you know you get John Witherspoon over here. You get you know mm-hmm. J. Anthony Brand over <laughs> here. You but Def Comedy Jam was like every week. These are comedians you never heard of. Three or four of them. At, they're as, from at all country. over the country. They yeah. all have different styles, mm-hmm. but also they're they're hip. There's there's using slang that other people don't use on TV. They're dressing in ways right. right. that you know there were no rules back then about like you can't wear logos, you can't wear this. So they wearing brands you never seen. Like it's just yeah, it's just an explosion that. Because of there's so many rules now, you'll never get some of that, and and just so much of the so much of the popular culture is just the same because of the internet. So you know, Monique from Baltimore, and in uh, a uh, you know uh, uh, Eddie Griffith from Kansas City, or uh, Bernie Chris Tucker Mac from Atlanta, Bernie Mac from Chicago. They, you know, nowadays they're all gonna sound kind of similar because we all have Instagram, we all have Twitter, we all have TikTok, we all have the same, you know, kind of everything. Kind of gets merged yeah, it together.
3: Jokes about the same shit a lot of the times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. But yeah, that and yeah that. Like there was a white comedy boom in the late 80s, like early 90s and then and then a big drop off. But then because of Def Jam, there was like a black comedy boom like 10 years later. And yeah, I mean, some, some of those people are still around. Some of those people are still doing stuff and still like <laughs> discovering, you know, those skills and stuff. You know, I, I got the, the opportunity to work for Steve Harvey who is from that era. You know, and he he's still killing it. Still doing all kinds of stuff now. You know. Yeah.
3: What was that experience like working with Steve Harvey?
0: I mean that that's one of the funniest people. Period. Like, the, I mean, he's funny on stage, but he's he can make a joke about anything at any time. It's it's pretty amazing. Like I've I've never seen like like somebody who could just generate premises you know he's just super busy he's like he doesn't even do stand up anymore but it's it's like he hasn't lost it at all it's yeah super fun a little stressful but super fun
3: i imagine that that dude does like like he does family feud he does the radio show like and he like he's moving moving like
0: so i got i got the opportunity to work on his facebook show miss universe and uh the the fox new year's eve like in the same week so i was like yo i got three jobs in one week like i'm crazy but then i'm like looking and i'm like he's got like three other jobs at least like he's also doing promos for something else he's also shooting something else he's also flying out and flying back like it was it's insane like yeah like you know like how they say diddy when does he sleep it's the same kind of thing like when i don't know i don't know when when there's the a certain level where people they don't they don't sleep
3: so so how how mad was he when uh grunk smashed his lego sculpture y'all <laughs>
0: Uh, I don't, I don't know if I want to spoil the, uh, it's, it's, it's funny. I mean, it's, I mean, it looked like it was supposed to happen. It was, that was definitely scripted. That was definitely in the plan. But also I think he did, when we told him that was going to happen, he, he already seemed like he was upset about it because he, <laughs> he did like, he did like how it, looked. it was, it was extremely cool. So it was just like, yeah. I think he thought, oh, maybe I'll maybe I'll put this up somewhere, and then immediately we're like, yeah. And then Grunk says, "Smash!" He's like, he knew exactly how he was gonna, you know. Yeah. We didn't even really have to put it in the script, like you know, his reaction, because he he had it.
2: Have Have you seen Godfrey's impression of him? Yes. Yo, man! And uh, I mean, Godfrey's
0: amazing. Yeah, like,
2: <laughs> like his impression of Steve Harvey is a, is a, a like an A-plus impression of anybody. The joint right from
3: now. the Versus. Oh, man.
2: man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was he kept
3: calling the, the Ron
0: Osley brothers. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. was crazy because it was like, yo, like, Steve is such a... I know how it is to be a fan of somebody and then not... Like, he's such a earth, wind, and fire guy that he wasn't really like telling the, you know, his stories were all leaning towards earth, wind, and fire, but the Azu brothers, they, they have so much history. It was like you weren't going to deny, you know, they were like, hey, we wanted you to be here and don't you forget it. Like, that's the old man way of saying, hey, give us some shine too, you know? Mm. My favorite part was when they, uh, Steve was like, man, we we already been through ten songs, man. We could do another song, and, they were, and then they were like, "Steve, can we have a break?" <laughs> they, <don't care. laughs> they had to take an intermission, man. They know? had to, yeah. They asked for a break like they were in school. Can we mad for them, Steve?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that that's that's wild, man. So so bring bring the pain, man. That that that's that's such a classic, cause. Like I I remember I remember hearing that 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 Touch Me Tease Me that music. Like anytime I even hear that song now, I don't even think of like the video or the Nutty Professor soundtrack. I think of Bring the Pain. Like that's that's what I when I hear that song, that's what I think of.
0: Like and the and the classic <laughs> albums with the beat so it's like yeah. you know yeah they show the it's, steve martin it's just something i murphy said it's yeah. like yeah wild and crazy guy it's my eddie brother Russell. Who i get to sleep with this eddie murphy comedian like it's yeah it's all these classic albums and throughout time I've, I've been able to like acquire some of those albums and listen to some of those albums and it's like that, that was bold that was bold that was bold but to deliver he knew he had like he knew he had
3: it. it yeah it like to me that has to be the feeling like when you when you make like a dope album and you know you know the album is dope and it's like it's, there's nothing like that's what that's what how how dre and snoop had to feel when when the chronic was done like yo there's not there's nothing you can tell us about what we're about to put out like that has to be the feeling of that that's the only thing i could i think i could compare it to yeah
0: I yeah i imagine that i imagine you know when when prince told his parents he wasn't going to college <laughs> you know if he played for you that first track i imagine that's like hey do whatever you want son you know um uh, but yeah no like yeah i you know, he knew he had one. Cause there's a lot of times where somebody, you know, they'll have a classic, but that doesn't mean they knew they had a classic. Like you have to get that stuff clear. You have to talk to lawyers. You have to talk to like, hey, we want to use your, your album cover. You know, like, like those are conversations that have to be had. And they were having those conversations cause they knew Bring the Pain was that deal.
3: Yo, like, com- to, to, to me, being a stand-up comedian, to me, that's, like, one of the most impressive things in the world. Just because it's just you versus everybody. The audience, whoever watching on TV, you know, the people in the back, whatever. But, so, like, when you when you watch that special, like, when he comes out there, he's looking like, yeah. Like, he already, like, the, the, oh, little, yeah. the way he oh, walks yeah. around the stage before he even says anything... it's it's like yeah he already he already knew that that this is gonna be that work but yeah man i I have nothing respect for y'all because like man i I got an award at school one time and i had to go up there and i'm like
2: this is oh
3: that's a lot of people and i and i said like two words and got on the stage like i'm
2: gone
3: (laughs) yeah for real (laughs)
1: like like,
3: Yes, it is. But so, like, to so like, tell me about that part of the of the experience. Like, just being you in front with the microphone in front of the people.
0: It's a drug, man. It feels it feels good when you get that response. When you get like, you know, you get people on their feet. You get people clapping. Like especially COVID now, somebody dap you up. And it's like yo they they was willing to risk <laughs> it all. You know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah, this guy fist bumped me the last set I had and it made me feel like, yeah, no, you know, he ain't fist bumping everything. He was ready to die for this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um Yeah, like uh I, I started doing uh poetry in college. The poetry nights, I would sign up for the open mic and then make fun of the poetry night. Like I would make my poem during the show and just make fun of like different stuff that was happening during the poetry night and so i kind of got that that feeling of of getting laughs and then i was like i want to try jokes because people on campus were already kind of calling me a comedian so i I got that that feeling of making a, a audience laugh for for a while and then once i tried jokes it was i was a natural at first i don't think i would be doing it if i didn't like do well the first couple times. Like this is the first thing in my life I've ever been like good at, like off the jump. And then then it was like the ups and downs and the like, you know, tough shows and the you know. And also just when you're 21 and you gotta be 21 to get in, there's a lot of times where you're not even in front of people that have the same reference point of anything. You know, they don't want to hear from they want you the last thing they want to hear from somebody that barely got in (laughs) they want you know they thought about it like that yeah so you know you you i'm just trying to relate in any possible way like okay I, i i'm broke you know people probably have been broke you know and it's you realize oh that's what how people become hacky that's how people run to the same topics it's it's that desperation and so breaking away from that was really the first challenge how am i gonna be different but still
2: funny to grown people who just got off work nice what's Hmm. your favorite what's your favorite venue you uh you've done a set at
0: my favorite venue uh, I have a few. I the DC Improv Is an incredible, uh, low ceilings, perfect for comedy. Like I feel like I could be up there forever. Uh, let's see, the Velveeta Room in Austin, Texas, is amazing. I'll I'll go there anytime. <laughs> like that man, just that's where I bought it. Like, so
2: so I've, I've been there, like, I'm I'm somewhat of a, you know, a fan of, of like, stand-up comedy. So I've been there, like, you're talking about, um, like, there's not really anything on that street. Like, it's just like a regular, just like city block. And then you go, kind of go down a little bit. And then when you go in there, it's like, oh, wow. Like, it's kind of, it's off the beaten path. Like, most people, like, don't really even, um, don't it's know. It's on, yes.
0: I thought it was on a pretty, pretty hype street in Austin, Texas. Yeah, yeah i don't know i thought it seemed pretty live especially on like a saturday it seemed like oh, it was
2: crazy over there wait wait sixth street yeah 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 okay i'm thinking about um and i have to look it up now there's there's another one that's down at, okay. down at the street from there okay yeah i know the one you're talking about yeah 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 okay. i've yeah. been nuts i got to say if that if that's off uh, the beaten path yeah. i don't need to
0: be on the beaten path <laughs> <it> <laughs> It's yeah. pretty crazy over there
2: on Sixth Street. Okay. Yeah, no, it is. Yeah, um, yeah. I gotta I gotta think of the other one. There's one it's it's literally like like two blocks over from that one. Um it's another comedy club. Uh I would say the comedy on state in Madison,
0: Wisconsin is uh man, I I've never felt funnier than being on that state. But I haven't I haven't played there in like five years. So but it's from what I hear, it's the same. But yeah. Okay, that's, that's dope. dope
3: spot. So with, with with COVID and everything now, are are you starting to get um, new dates um, to 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 go back out, or are you just are you just focusing on you know staying low?
0: Um, I mean, pretty much since I got the vax, I've been like. In and out a little bit. I, I went to New York a, a couple times and went went uh, did Boston, um, but like I have been so busy between the ESPYS, the Sneak This Room, and then like we shot some of that show in Akron, Ohio, um, and then uh, some of the other projects that I'm working on that are that are in development. I, I really hadn't had the time to really devote the stand-up, so now I'm happy I, I got a little break that I can like take some time and just really pour it into stand-up because um, I put out an album in 2019 and you know I thought I was gonna be an album every every other year, guys, like I thought you know work on an album two years, put it out you know and and you know do a late night to promote the album and, and that whole thing but yeah, that whole process kind of got knocked on its head just just with COVID. And for a while, I, I wasn't I wasn't doing anything. wasn't doing Zoom shows. wasn't doing anything. I was just kind of just you know what is it like what is the world? What is this? What does this all mean? And then uh, and then eventually realized, hey, this is not going to change. And just kind of started figuring out how to how to be funny on Zoom. It was a a different muscle. And starting on college shows on Zoom, started doing corporate shows on Zoom and holiday parties and, you know, pretty much almost everything you could do, you know, on stage you could do on Zoom. It's different, though. It is different. People are folding their towels and playing with their dog and, you know, whatever. (laughs) Cooking dinner, whatever else they got going on, they're doing that while you, you know, you used to have their undivided attention. You used to have them just sitting and they were forced to just pay attention to you. Now you got to fight for everything.
1: Yeah, yeah I,
3: I imagine that, that could be... uh, is it, dis- is it distracting or do you just... Is
0: it business as usual? It depends. It depends. Sometimes if I got a bit boiling. Like, to me, I feel like I'm funniest when I have something I really want to say. But in a Zoom... Sometimes anything could happen, you know, somebody could walk in, something distracting could happen. So me having that that bit that's really just boiling that I want to get off doesn't always necessarily like, uh, it doesn't always pay off for the people because, you know, if something happens, I feel like I have to address it or else it's like, I can just play a tape. You know, I can just like record myself and then just play it if if I'm not going to be present. So I don't know.
3: So so let me ask, though, because th- this is because I've seen a couple uh Zoom like like presentations and stand ups and stuff. It's always it's always weird to me. You have they have to have the value on so you can hear their reaction. But then that means you also hear all the other shit they got going on in the back in the house. So like, you know, the kids come in the room. Mom, I want dinner. You hearing all of that. So that that sort of, so how how is that part of it, like dealing with the stuff that you wouldn't normally deal with
0: at a club? I mean, you know, there's sometimes where there's people who get it. And there's people, the people who are unmuted, are good laughers. Got a quiet you know environment and then the people who are on mute got a dog got a baby got a kid whatever you know somebody who's not into the show doing something else you know they're on mute like that's the best scenario the worst is when you do something especially like one of these college shows or something and it's everyone on mute is then you you know, you just got. Hopefully, their shoulders bounce when they laugh. Like, hopefully, they, <laughs> they they that type of person. You know, hopefully, like, you know, are they clapping? Are they clapping me off? Is it ironic? I don't know. I can't hear. You know, but yeah, it, it that that part is tough. I, you know, I. But then also, there's older people who just don't. They don't know. They don't know Zoom. They don't know that they can be seen. My uncles came to shows and started playing like musicology, and you know, turned the game on, got on the phone. It was like, yo, <laughs> we got. You know, I had to call him to tell me get on mute. Like, wait, he, wait you started you know, playing Prince? Yes, yeah, started <laughs> playing Prince. Got on the phone, like, yeah, hey, yeah, but, no. I'm at Rob's show right now on Zoom, but he ain't on yet. There's some other guy. He ain't talking about nothing. He like, yo <laughs> oh, man, the person that book me, man. What are you doing? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yo, nice that's
2: style, cool. like all right, phone
0: man. like phone all up his nose, like you know what I'm saying? Like he don't even know, like we can see him, you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's on the table. Yeah,
2: yo. man. Yo, Phil, I'm proud proud of you because we actually were able to let our listeners and us enjoy all of this talk about comedy, you know, obviously Rob's origin story, but... Anybody you, you, know,
0: you, you know what we do
2: man In, hey anybody? man i was waiting on it you as much as we did
0: hey man
3: i mean i, I got to... i'm proud gotta, of
2: you man i'm proud my, of
3: you. my my man my man has has made a living telling jokes well, how could we not start by talking about jokes I mean, Absolutely. i, I got to respect it. this crap cuz he's 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 great at what he does but you you know why we <laughs> here but no um no nah, man um sneak this man um, first of all, I don't know how you got this out without without me knowing. I, I feel some type Yo. of um, It's Yeah.
2: Um, come on, man. It, it,
3: it was it was on the low though. But no, no, I'm telling you, like like just just seeing it. First of all, any anything sneaker related, like where where you could bring it to a a different audience, I think is dope. In the way that you the way that you do it, in the, the 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 creativity in which you do it is dope. So just talk about how that even came to be and and for the people that are not aware of what it actually is.
0: Uh, Sneak This is a show on BR Kicks and it's, uh, to my knowledge, the first of its kind, it's a sketch show all about sneakers. That's a fact. And So in sneaker culture. So, you know, I I think when it comes to humor in the sneaker world, the bar was super low. Um, And, you know, a lot of the the blogs they they'll post whatever they'll post people cloud chasing people eating ice cream out of sneakers people <laughs> cutting up shoes you know all the people bending up shoes for no reason
1: slamming on so, wood you just because
0: and cj toledano is is a genius and he uh he de- used to do a lot of stuff for uh vr a lot of the you know lebron musical stuff and you know a, a lot of a lot of their their more adventurous stuff and he came to me and jamel and we we just started talking about the different things that we liked about sneak sneaker culture the different things we didn't like and then we brought it to VR and they were, they were gracious enough to to let us do it. And so, um, yeah, we, you know, it's, it's been dope to be in a job that's so niche and, and, you know, everybody was like, you're not gonna have anything more niche than Sherman Showcase. And then I got Sneak This and it's like, I think this might be more niche than, (laughs) than, you know, Sherman's is, but it, it's, it's crazy. I I can't the, the sketches that are coming up. I'm excited for people to see some of the stuff. You know, hopefully we we are able to get out because it, it, it gets crazier from here. But um, yeah, I mean like like the day we first day we met is the day that the the story broke about the Herbert family and like like we were leaving we were in the parking lot and then that story broke and then it's like oh we got to do something with that and so not like, know about this so yeah so then yeah we came up with the, like what if that what was if that was the new season of narcos and then it's crazy this the sneaker world is so toxic there's so many no, oh, it's real, it's real, it's really like the drug
3: game, yo. Like like that that metaphor that that you use and for using narco's as like the the basis of it. it. It can get like that, like the way you meet up with people, yeah, <laughs> like, like all yeah. you know, in the parking yeah. lot and shit, like the, like the um,
0: Facebook you got groups and it? stuff. You got, you got and it? Man, I done had somebody send me some uh, sell me some thunders in the dark one time, and then I took them home, and the wings didn't even like reach. The <laughs> eyelid holes, I'm like, dude, it's all kind of black and mild guts in this shoe. Like, he's been trying to get these off his of hand for a minute, you know? But, yeah, like, um, but yeah, we we just, uh, it, it's crazy. It's, it's it's insane. I can't believe, I can't believe they let us do it. The people in the comments, I can't believe, Like like, little white kids are calling me a culture vulture i don't you know i wasn't expecting oh, that <laughs> you know that, that's that's hilarious yo. yeah so you're much choke no joke to be a culture vulture like i i i feel like I've, I've seen the video where that that term originates you know yeah. like <laughs> like yeah i yo, that, you know nothing about that's my that's just the whiteness of a white
3: kid <laughs> to tell you that you're still a sneaker they wouldn't need Sneaker culture is inherently, you know, of of for, for poor black kids. who Made sneakers what they are. Number and, one.
0: Number two. What are we protecting? Billion dollar corporations like yeah. like like what like like the yeah these kids. Oh man, they're they're ruthless. They haven't really like got. It's not too bad, but like i think i think what is happening is they're used to running the show they used to like mm. hey if we're negative enough they normally have the keys and now it's like me and jamel have the keys but they don't even know like we're trying to make something like we're trying to raise the bar what of what they're used to seeing
1: yeah,
0: yeah. Wow. And that's, that's, <laughs> yo, that's that, weird that,
3: that, 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 I, I don't even know what to say. That's that is wild. Like I, I, always expect to get hate. Any like, like people, people will find anything to hate about on the internet. You know, they're they're mm-hmm. gonna find some way to try to get under your skin. But culture vulture on a on a sneaker show.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm like yo, a I'm comedy
3: kid. sneaker show at that where you're supposed I mean- to
0: poke fun at shit. I'm black. I've been wearing sneakers longer than I've been doing anything, longer than I've been doing comedy. Right. You know, my friend's bachelor party ended early because the club wouldn't let me in because I had on Jordans. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I done had- at, at, at my brother's wedding, we wore sneakers. Like, yeah. yeah,
3: we were we were at the wedding. We were the, the wedding party had sneakers on. So it's it's
0: it's in our it's in the DNA there's been plenty of times where i've been situations where i'm the only head, where i'm the only sneaker hit. like the only person that cares and it, it's it's just insane you know like look at any time last comic i got on i got on some columbia fours you know um uh, uh, adam and Vine's house i got on the Raekwon, you know deodoras like huh? You know, uh, on Comedy Central, on the ALD, uh, uh, nine nine seven. You know, uh, any any time I've been on TV, I you know, Fallon, Tour Fours, You know, like I've I've with been with 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 the suit with the suit. You know, know. ice cream song cording. You know, like any like I don't know, I don't know. It's not like I, I could see if I was just a dude that didn't care, and you know, or had jokes about how I didn't care about shoes. You know, right. that's not the case at all. Like I'm the dude that got got a, a bit about how you know I wear New Balances because the factories in Massachusetts, and I know that you know a white person somewhere sold my shoes up. You know, and that's that's <laughs> reverse. <laughs> You know that's my reparations right there. You know what I'm saying? They put that little in on my feet. You know, like like that's that's the kind of <laughs> guy I am. Like like they don't even know, but they, but part of it is they don't know. You know, so a part of it is just like eventually they'll learn. Eventually they'll they'll get into it, and then we you know we get, they'll they'll be you know I think they'll all come around eventually. I think I think part of it is releasing the, the premise of a sketch before the whole sketch and then them seeing the sketch. So they're already like, what is this? I'm not used to seeing this and then it's not a whole thing. You know, it's it's a part of the thing. So there were some people who thought that the Narcos was a real show, but that's just shout out to the americans and all the people in akron that hooked, hooked that up because they they had it looking legit
3: no it, it definitely like 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 how they how they was stacking up like the like they had the truck full of sneakers that that's mm-hmm. crazy i was mm-hmm. like yo but but I'm tull- episode two though that's that that might be the realest thing ever in all the sneaker culture like the way i don't know whose idea it was to start sending out nike boxes with the with the 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 nike tape on it like, oh yeah yeah no yeah. That, that that is the worst <laughs> just like, feel it. don't
0: don't they know where these don't they know where these sneakers go like, I, that was I great hit on a pair of whites and they came in the mail with the just do it tape and i'm like yo this is like a billboard like what if what if somebody wanted you know what i'm saying like I'm yeah i was just like what kind of i mean i was just thinking what if i still lived in new york where the packages sometimes would be outside the door sometimes they'd be in the hallway, hallways like crazy.
2: The, they, the crazy they have since they've since kind of stopped that like the blatant like the last pair i got in the mail like i barely knew what the box was like they've done a lot better they kid, think I love they there. used
3: to send you in the box like the shape of the sneaker box
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. with the
3: tape on there like yeah,
2: yes yeah, yeah. yeah serving it up yeah it got they've gotten a little bit better but that, that, that was like Phil you're yeah. right though that, that was definitely like
3: yo because the the wor- the worst example of that I think I've ever had in real life when we lived in Florida uh uh my wife my my, my, my mother in law sent my wife uh an IMAC or or uh, um, a MacBook for her for a birthday, they literally sat that junk on our our condo door in the Apple box, big ass white Apple box. It was just sitting there, and then they sat the printer on top of it. It's like, and we and she had clearly had said, "Don't you know you got a sign for this?" Yeah. Yeah, that's and it just we just lived in a in a in a decent enough neighborhood luckily that it was still there when we got out of work because like i i just happened to come home like because we live we work close by and it was just it was just there i was like like yeah. yo know, like you now you now any anywhere we lived prior to that you know that joint they would have been wearing that like coming to america mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they, would have,
3: they, would have, they would have had my computer putin,
1: yeah. you know and somebody
3: else there and, uh, and, and speaking of computers putin, <laughs> mr uh hayes <laughs> oh don't don't think we were not gonna let that go yo
1: <laughs> so mm.
3: i i i saw i saw your uh you, you 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 were you were on the fence about who you wanted to choose in the in the verses and uh Amen. You, you made your decision in the twenty in, in, at, at hour twenty three and with fifty nine minutes left right before the verses. You chose you chose wrong, sir.
0: Yo. I <laughs> never I never said that Dipset was gonna win, but I thought they were gonna do better than that. I thought I thought they were gonna put their best foot forward, but you know, I know I know they don't talk to each other. I know that the, you know, there's there's so many so many reasons but i didn't know Jada was gonna go that hard i didn't know he was gonna they were gonna pull from you know freestyles they were you know it's a lot of people that rap over their tracks
1: it's and it's It's not when anybody
0: does it yeah but i didn't know that that was gonna be the battlegrounds for for that debate especially because versus originated as swiss in his car and timberland looking for you know oh where's this hard drive with this song and and just playing music so so, so what i so what i equated to is like in
3: wrestling when when, when wrestling early 80s they be in somebody's gym you know they be playing like random music and then you know you flash forward a couple years it's wrestlemania you know they in madison square garden you flash forward more a couple years they selling now football stadiums and it's you know they're on espn so as it developed and it became more of a performance base you had to adjust accordingly and we we talked about this like like two or three weeks we were on clubhouse and we talked about it and all of these things were laid out to you sir and you still choose the diplomats
0: i that's that's what my nostalgia lies um, you know, I have a I have a purple haze hoodie and and the sweats. Like I have, you know, like I'm I was a Cam fan. My nickname in college was Killer Rob because I like was <laughs> the only, I used to get clown for liking Cameron. And in the South, people were not trying to hear Cameron, but you know, I didn't care. Like I I like what I like I. I, I got that some stuff was ironic, some stuff was, you know, he was in on the joke, and some people did it. And so, yeah, when well you had you had the pink shit, you pulled it out. That didn't that didn't come
3: from from a, from from props. That that came from props You
0: know, I mean, I ordered I ordered the hat. I didn't have the little the little. You, you, you had the hat. I didn't have the headband. The headband was added later, but it was it was all in a plan. You know, I was. Oh, you I killed was on, if I ever went to the Emmys, I always said I was going to be dressed like Cameron at, at the Grammys. Like that was that was the plan. Oh, that, so, that'd be the greatest shit ever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you know, I I do think that they could have had a better showing, but I I also think we've never we've never seen anybody take verses as seriously as the Locks took it. You know, I don't I don't think Jada had that same temperament with Fab. I don't think I think even Trina didn't even get there. You know we've seen rappers in verses, but the Michael Buffer of it all, just the, the energy. At Madison Square Garden. That was that was amazing. Like we're never gonna see another, you know, Gucci and Jeezy was crazy. And I think it pulled up, you know, the rug for some people as as far as like, oh, I guess this is wrestling. I guess this is, you know, this is theatrics. I guess this isn't real. But that was another level. That was another level. Because there's still the reaction of people is not like, like, you know, if if Cam was really kicking styles, that would have been a... A fight that would have been a problem, like you know, like you know, they have a rapport and it, like some some stuff was was heightened, but it, it felt, felt I, crazy.
3: I felt like it was wrestling until Jada smacked the bandana off of Jewel's and then I was like, "Oh man, this is they they about to revert to to uh, to old old locks, old set." I thought it, I thought it was going to go all the way left. I was like, "They about to fuck up this money." They gonna be talking about how you can't have rap at
0: the garden no more. Shout out to Jewels. After the mighty d Block moment, in that moment for Jewels to just take oh. it on the chin—that is.
2: Well, I, I know niggas that went to jail just to get their teeth fixed. That part, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: You, Man, you didn't no, have I, that was right. And they all pointed you at
2: him to repeat but it,
0: but
3: they all, they all, they all pointed <laughs> at him. That, that's that's what made it worse, though.
2: Yeah, that was that was rough.
3: Yeah, man, it like like it was some definitely some theatrics, they, they but they they said they was gonna get chippy and <laughs> they they definitely did.
0: But yeah, I'm man, I'm glad that they honored what they said. Though I'm glad that they yeah. they established what their boundaries were, and they were very minimal. And then they immediately did everything outside, you know. Don't invite me to your manhood. Don't punch me in the face. Those really the only the rules, the only rules that they had. And so yeah, you can call somebody a pussy ass nigga. That's, <laughs> <right>. that's, <laughs> what's, in the, that's what's in the rules. That's what they found. they got right up to the line. We, that's, yeah. that's, that's like when you're toeing okay. the line for like I'm a free I'm <laughs> a, I just got here. These niggas pussy. <laughs> like yeah. like she, That was like the that
3: was like the second thing he said. Yeah. After I ain't loosened to a nigga in the pants, it's like these niggas pussy. It's like yo, all right. <laughs>
0: Go ahead do your raps, Kevin Hart.
2: Yeah. That yo,
0: they outfunded Kim. That's what I didn't see coming. I didn't see No, Kim I didn't I didn't see that either.
1: Funded.
2: Yeah.
0: I, I, was, I, I knew Jada was funny, but I thought Kim was gonna counter. And I didn't know Jada was gonna have all the counters.
3: Yeah. yeah, and then they gave him so many layups, like like he's like you ain't got no girl records, and then you know a barrage of girl records come on, and it was just like. And
0: then Joelle's didn't back it up. He's got Chris Brown songs. He's got yeah. like all like yeah. So then back to the crib, like back uh, to the was, crib. Yeah, the
1: running uh, remix,
0: run it, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but then so, that would require Joelle's to. Remember those verses. That's
2: my my biggest that. thing was I like if somebody would say, "Yo, put a hundred on something that you know is gonna happen," I'm like, "Well, I know we're gonna get the Haymar dance. Like, I, I got a hundred on that. Like, I like that was I knew that was gonna happen. Well,
3: oh, I yeah. thought we were gonna get the Dipset anthem, the lean, the, the, yeah. the, when, when the, We didn't get yeah. Hit, I'm like,
2: oh, all right, man. Y'all right. champagne. Yeah. Oh, like,
3: I, I all i know is like i don't know how Juels didn't come with the american flag bandana yo that 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 that's the only thing that i thought was surely i was going to get other i knew we were i was i was like 90 i was like 90 10 on not getting the, the pink fur i i i blame, I didn't we I
0: blame Virgil. i blame Virgil. Virgil mm-hmm. sent jewels all that stuff and, and jewels were the
2: whole box Mm. <laughs> Everything <laughs> Virgil said, he wore it, He Virgil meant for him to wear that over the course of like a week, not one night.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, either <laughs> he like Oscar the Grouch if the trash can was like in Beverly Hills or some shit. <laughs> oh man,
1: oh
3: man. But yo, man, like, like music is how we connected, like on Clubhouse. Like, once again, shout out the Flow and the uh, the Flow Nightly Network. Um you you
0: were there like kind of from the beginning. I don't, I don't know like like were you there for the first uh, bracket that they did? I wasn't there for the first R&B bracket. I started coming in the beginning of the hip hop bracket. Yeah, and I I got there in the
3: the right when the, the night they picked the or the day before they picked the wild cards of the
0: hip hop bracket. That's where I came in. Okay, okay. Well, yeah, I was I was in the audience. I. The first, the first time I got on stage was for uh, '93, and so I was in the audience the whole time. And then, yeah, I asked, I asked to be on the the movie bracket because I'm like, you know, like, yeah. I mean, yeah. like, uh-huh. I can't, you know, like, yeah, I Lend, you your expertise yeah. To that. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, and then I was, I thought they were going to move me back down to the audience for the for the r and bracket. So then when they, they did the R&B bracket, I was still on stage. I, I did show up. <laughs> I was like, all right, all right. Because I was like, oh, yeah. They, you know, they know I know movies, but, you know, there, there's no way to prove whether I have, you know, love for R&B and stuff. And so it was cool. I was able to, like, show that. Because that's my bad. Like, 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 I can go bad as far, you know, when it comes to R&B, soul music, funk music, hip-hop i like golden era hip-hop i like you know uh yeah
1: most
3: like because you, you you're actually gonna be the first person to have two origin stories on one of our podcasts so talk talk a little bit about your the music your, your hip-hop origin story like what got you into hip-hop like what was that song where he was like yo i love this shit like what was that song that kind of brought you in
0: I mean, I, it was always present. Like, my parents weren't the type of parents that didn't play hip-hop. Like, according to them, like, I used to, like, uh, I work, I get the job done. Like, um, that, we'll like that, yeah, like, that was, like, the, like, when I first started talking, that was one of the first songs that I would sing at, uh, C&C Music Factory. We don't gotta talk about that. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, Yeah, no, like I was super into Hammer. You know, of course, Hammer had a cartoon, he had a cereal. Hammer man. I'm a kid, I have have the toy, you know. You you had had the the action figure? I had the action figure with the purple outfit on, you know. Yeah, I was was all about Hammer. And then, of course, from Hammer, uh, Bad Boy, No Limit. You know all the different phases, Cash Money, um, Cash Money Rough Riders concert. Uh, let's see, birthday bash in Atlanta was pretty crazy, but and then and then Atlanta just started, you know yeah. our so local music became popular music. So I kind of saw that whole evolution throughout high school, and then yeah, by the time I'm grown, it's like it's a wrap. The Atlanta clubs are ahead of everywhere. You know, I would go and travel to the sound. Yeah, but uh, as far as digging in the crates and like old music, I I would say it's probably uh, a combination of of just me being so into behind the music and watching, you know, stories of different different rappers. uh, BT Twenty Five Countdown. And just trying to figure out the context of scenario and some, you know, some of the videos that we show all the time, Notarize on BET, Uh, of course, XXL, The Source, and like, I didn't like when I would hear a Bow Wow song or a Nelly song or Diddy's song and then hear a KRS-One or a Rakim song and hear the same lines. So I wanted to know where did this come from? Like where did, like, and that's what made me really Who said it first? Who said it first? Like who made it up? So that's what made me really get into Rakim. And that's what made me really get into the the KRS-One. That's what made me really get into Run DMC because I just wanted to know where this stuff came from you know
2: dope, man. And, yeah, i don't think so, anybody ever said it like that before man that's an excellent point point, and those three like rappers true, man. Man, like, they're like the main culprits because of the fact that at least two of them didn't write their own rhymes so they probably didn't like puff maybe did a little bit but like yeah like that's that's a very interesting point like the fact that um you would hear you know, they, they would have that scattered in their rhymes and like, yeah, like for us, like, you know, for people that knew, like, eh, you know, but, yeah. but for, you know, for, for people that were either just becoming hip to it or that were coming of age during that time, like you, like you don't have the reference point for it. Um, Much like, like, like when I, like when people that were younger than us heard Juicy, like Phil and I knew where Juicy came from. And too many right right yeah like we we knew where it came from but but you know people that were either not you know their parents didn't listen to that or whatever they were like oh man like yo that that joint is rocking
3: it's like yeah, you know i many parents crashed the car because they because they kids said that's that, that old man singing over the biggie song Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Like, laughs> you know black people take that as an offense yo like if you if you disrespect the the music in in whatever era it is they take that as a personal affront
2: yeah. Like, yeah.
3: Like, like our parents, like if you if you disrespect like like soul music by by saying like oh this is so and so song like uh you know that man singing over Big Papa you know wait wait a minute that's that's Ron that's, that's, that's the Ron I yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah so I th- that's dope though man because most people don't go back they just they just assume that that's the first time it ever been done and that's nah,
0: i want i wanted to know well like my my dad was super parliament head like like if if it was anything he was into a parliament so he but he was cool with them being simple so he would bring home the chronic he would bring home digital underground he would bring home doggy style he would bring home. so you know i always knew that this was what was happening now, but I always knew that it had a connection to something that, that was older. But what's crazy is now when you think about the gap, like when you think of the gap between those records and those hip hop records, it's not near what the what the gap is for sam- samples now. Right. Like, like think about it. Like, Let's Play House came out in eighty. And the Humpty Hump came out in '90. That's ten years. If you were to sample from 2011, you sampling Drake. <laughs> Yo, that's crazy.
1: Yeah, you're man. Sampling
0: so- racks on racks. You're flipping racks on racks. Okay. Wow. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, wow. like some of that, Some of the Parliament is like some of it's from like '70s. Some of it's from '78. Yeah, and get flipped in 92. That's 14 years. 14 years ago, laughing taffy, <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah.
3: Like, human nature was what 83, and then ain't hard to tell comes out in, in 93, 94. Yeah, years.
0: 10 years. That's crazy. Like, that's crazy when you think about
3: it. <laughs> wow, yeah, because. That's 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 crazy, man. I was going yeah, so to, to ask you. I don't even remember. I was going to ask you. Now. Do
0: your chain I'll... hang low? That's supposed to get flipped anytime now. <laughs> God. Yo, if somebody flips like <laughs> <let> your <laughs> chain <laughs> hang low, yo,
3: that is uh. These kids are like, got...
0: what? Somebody else, man. This is why I'm not. Are you sure? <laughs>
2: Yo, I, I gotta, I gotta at least have you talk about uh, Pharrell for a couple minutes, man. Um, that's one of the things when I was kind of researching, like what you were into musically. Um, I saw that you, you know, you posted something to commemorate that era and you know how important he was to those times, man. Like, is that? I mean, obviously, that's probably one of your favorite producers. But who, who are some of your favorite producers? And just talk to us about Pharrell a little bit too.
0: Um, I, I mean, I had a podcast about Kanye West. Like, like the bookie. Yeah, so Kanye is definitely up there, but Pharrell is just man, I was killed for like a Pharrell, killed for like an NERD, killed killed from every side, killed from the people who are the rock nerds and killed for the for the from the rap heads, and killed from the street dude. Do- Everyone killed me for like a Pharrell. It was it was crazy. You know, it was like um but man, I just that whole era, I just love love that era and just love, you know, those sounds and and you know, I just I have a playlist of, of Neptune stuff and it starts with uh baby face, you know, mm-hmm. um and, and goes all the way until like you know, the more recent stuff, the more you know, uh, you know, move that dope or, or something, you know. But yeah, I, I man, I can talk about the Neptunes for days, and especially especially the stuff they did with
2: Ti, you know. Um, but uh, one yeah, of my, no. one of my favorite joints is Freak though, album cut, but that, that they they yeah. they all three of them Chad. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Chad P and Ti, man, that that's some of their best work. Yeah. No, when they get together, yeah, the good life. Yeah. Yep. The uh, and they had the two singles I'm, on. I'm serious. I'm serious. I'm and, serious. Yeah. yeah, man. Yeah. Yep. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Phil, like, I know. I know you didn't quite get your 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 feel on no, that. No. No. No.
3: Like, I, 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 I. I. We. We got. We got what we needed to get, man. But I wanted. I wanted to talk about because like. Cause like I said, like before I even knew like how heavy Rob was into sneakers, like we we met through through music and hip hop, cause that's like that's like where we started just like talking about albums and talking about music. Like we doing one now for like the uh, like where we trying to do the bracket for the for the top Southern hip hop album. Um, shout out shout out to uh. Like me me and just just full disclosure, Rob, me and vibe was were at Hampton together. Um so in okay. so the fact that you picked uh uh 36 Mafia's uh chapter two, world domination, he knows like like I know when Tear the Club Up came on, what happened in the world. Like that was that was time that the exit stage left. Like I mean
0: like, I, I knew I knew that ghetto dope should have won and i yeah. and i knew that, that but won the I, year, and i you it, know it, it, it won super the, duper the, fly won the year oh no that's right super duper oh. fly did win and so i i was surprised by that and I that's and not I,
2: synonymous with with southern rap though
0: that, that's what the that's first what voice saying. you hear is buster Rhymes. that's the first voice you hear that, that, you, you know? brought
3: up that point and that that was what i was that was my thought too like like And when I asked when we were talking about doing this, it was like, are we talking about how the music sounds or geographically where they're from?
2: Where the person's from, yeah.
3: Yeah, because technically skills is Southern hip hop if you go by geographic location. Because, I mean, Richmond, you know, even though there was some debate about that, they was like, some people were saying that wasn't technically the South. And I'm like, huh?
0: (laughs) It was like, yeah, the the Confederacy, like. I think i think missy got in so the clips can get in i really think that's what oh that you know is. you know i'm gonna be fighting for that one but even though technically <laughs> the spirit
3: the spirit of the of the of the room is not for the clips and for missy more so it's for the 400 degrees in the world dominations in the
0: ghetto dopes um but it was strategy because i feel like okay i they're think Wild best 3-6 album to me is in 2000, but 2000 is a crazy year. So, it, you know, it might be split. So it's just strategy of like, hey, don't forget, it. you gotta have something 36 when we get to the wild cards. So it's kind of strategy. Also, when I'm thinking about it, I don't think, like, we've been through enough of these brackets where I don't think about the year anymore and like representing the year, I think about the album. Yeah. how is the album right. gonna do and i feel like ghetto dope is 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 a great time capsule for a time but that we're gonna force people to listen to the album you know it don't it, it don't gotta be unanimous they don't gotta be, you know but i thought it was gonna win i i didn't know i didn't know so i thought it was going to win
3: too. i i actually voted for ghetto dope uh for, for 97 um just because i handed out so many of them goddamn posters i was like man i was like i I had i had to feel like i I contributed to the to the uh to that but no it's 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 funny to see how people like listen to music in their perspective on music and how so much of it is based on on two things i always think like the where you heard it like like the first time you heard it like where you were in your life and Mm -hmm. And then also how old you are.
1: When yeah you
3: the for the first time. So like here hearing like here like like how you said you went back and listened to a lot of stuff. So you had a different kind of reference point to going back and listening to those albums versus somebody that heard, you know, paid in full for the first time in 86, 87. So it it, it makes it, it gives it a different feeling. So it it those two things always it always makes me like when you hear somebody that was like that was like born in the 2000s talk about an album versus somebody that was born in the, in the 80s talking about the same album
0: yeah that's true that's true i do remember one time i was in the mall i had the vinyl for payton and this dude he definitely was a dope dealer and he like he had like Real, he had a chain on, he like dabbed me up, he was like, man, you got that? You know, like, I was in like ninth grade, probably looked like I was in like sixth grade. And he was like, man, you got that? He, like that me up, like, man, oh, you, you gonna be straight, you gonna be straight, you know? Just like, I <laughs> felt, felt good, you know? Like, just felt, I felt cool, you know? And like, yeah. Gucci with the, with the with the chain and the, the money and the, you know? Yo, I can tell you that
3: those two dudes in in that time frame, they were the epitome of the coolest shit out. Whatever you think is the coolest shit ever, that was Eric B and Rakim. That that's that they were everything that that represented cool. Okay,
0: so do you follow Eric B on Instagram? I do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> it's, it's a it's bunch. Of, it's a bunch of memes about <laughs> like. Making fun of the youth, and then uh, him and C Murder have conversations in the comments all the time. I don't know how C Murder has a phone, but it, it is it is funny to see yeah. them interact. <laughs> I'm not surprised he has a phone. I'm
3: surprised that, like, at the at the amount of usage of of said phone. Like, yeah. like it's it's like he like like that joint like he's commenting heavy so it's like yeah <laughs> like i thought that was only supposed to be reserved for emergencies <laughs> but like yeah, yeah. I mean, see murder be on that joint like the way like like a bad bitch is on the on the phone checking the links in their bio <laughs> i mean
0: um, i i think it's met, it's a messed up situation that that he's locked up oh no that, it that's, that's super grimy how wasn't they, a, a unanimous decision you know, and I and I think that uh, there there might be people who are taking care of him and, and trying to make make that situation yeah. the best they can.
3: So no, I could I couldn't believe that when I saw the No Limit documentary that that was a thing that you in and, and, and for people that weren't aware in Louisiana at the time mm-hmm. you could go to jail even if the jury wasn't unanimous you could lose the trial. Even if the jury wasn't unit in, in in every other place in every Law and Order episode that I've ever seen, when when there's a you know two people say not guilty, then it's a it's a hung jury, and they either got to do a retrial or you know you go about your day, whatever. Not in Louisiana, and then they changed the law to where you do have that, but they didn't actually act and say, oh well, you got to get him a new trial, or nothing. They just was like, hey, okay. you know, that was those was the rules. Crazy, yeah. You know, that 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 is wild to me, yo. Like, yeah, it it, it feels like that was uh, designed specifically for a state like Louisiana, where you know you have a couple black people that would be like, yeah. oh, right. <laughs> I ain't I ain't going for that. And, it,
0: yeah, it, it destroys the concept of a jury of your peers, you exactly. know, because it's like, all right, my peers are here and they they see me as not guilty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, yeah it's, the majority it's, of the people
3: on there ain't your peers. Like they're they peers in the sense that they're human beings, but that that's about where it stops. Yeah, man. So yeah, that is crazy, man. But definitely shout out to C Murder Man. Uh I yeah, hope I hope he eventually gets a new trial, man. Um th- this is this is Tissue in the Tape Podcast. We are here with a comedian. Uh, sneakerhead uh hip hop lover and aficionado Rob Hayes, man. Hey, hey Amen. We we go we got a thing that we do uh that's called uh tit for tat. I want we, we it's just straight rapid fire. Um uh, we gonna okay. give choices and then you gotta pick one. Uh there there, there are no uh there are no ties in, in tit for tat. There's no uh maybes. So you okay. one or the other. So uh so uh Vi, if if I say uh the Brad Jordan eleven, you say
2: Um Man, I'm gonna have to say uh man, you why you ah, dang Phil. Um Brad Jordan eleven, uh then uh, the Cement Force. So I, mean, I gotta hope. choose between the yeah, just between the, between the two. What what, what do you think? Oh, that's the C-Man Fours. Look, that was a cheat because I heard, I heard you mention the Fours a couple times. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I love
0: Fours. <laughs> those my yeah. favorite shoes, and Elevens yeah. are overrated in my in my opinion.
3: God damn it, Rob! That that's my that's my favorite shoe.
0: They look beautiful, but
3: you know they 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 don't age well. No, the the bread, the bread. I, I got a pair from nineteen ninety seven. They age perfectly. You gotta take care okay.
0: of them. Okay. All right. All right. And the, Man, I, the I, Colombians? I will, I will give you that. The
3: Colombians, they start. To, they look like somebody pissed on them after a few years. Yeah, yeah.
2: The bread, the bread, the breads do. They, yeah, the bread elevens they do age pretty well. I only had
0: the CDP ones, so those were probably the worst made joint.
3: The, the, the countdown pack. They, they they did them alright though it's the ones they released after the countdown pack to me that's the that's the worst one that they did okay
0: okay
3: as, as far as quality and then they, and then they re-released them you know every couple of years the last one they released is actually pretty pretty good quality um but alright vibe what you got
2: uh I'm gonna go with um uh most slept on producer and I'm gonna say Chad you go
3: oh okay then i am going to have to say hmm what's up don't produce it you went oh you, oh, you cheating <laughs> all right chad hugo then i am going to go i'm going to go i'm gonna keep it in va and i'm gonna say bank the humble monster
2: oh okay that's a good one and uh we okay. we
0: say rob mm. i'm uh the saxophone make my head hurt. I'm gonna go with Chad. Hip hop. Hugo.
3: Yeah, I, I already knew that one. Uh <laughs> the, the, the Neptune love was too strong in the room. Yeah, 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 yeah man. All right. So we we we, are, we already established Bring the Pain is your favorite uh comedy special. So I'm, I'm gonna go look. I'm a we 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 gonna keep it with with Eddie. So I'm gonna say Eddie Murphy. Raw.
2: Wow. Um, man, so I'm, all right, you say raw, I'm going to say delir- delirious.
0: Woo. All right. Uh, I think, I think I'm a delirious guy, but it's, it's neck and neck. I, there is growth in raw. I would defend either. If someone is like going hard for one, I would defend either, but the performance and delirious is just. It's it's unmatched. It's yeah. the
2: energy. Nineteen
0: eighty three. Yeah. 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 So Raw no Raw is like the blueprint for like most most comedy specials. Yeah, man. Including Breaking Rupa.
3: Yeah, uh director directed by Keenan Ivory Waynes which is which is pretty dope. Yeah.
0: Robert Townsend. Robert Townsend? I thought he did think... Delirious. No, no. They were he did wrong yeah, he did raw. Yeah.
3: Cause I always see Keenan name on there. Maybe maybe he was a writer on the joint. Keenan Keenan
0: got right now it might have been it might have been uh, you know, they were they were cooled in and then yeah. there was a falling out, but they you know, it might have been both of them, but I think Robert Towns is correct credited as the director and Keenan's credited I, as I think right, you are right writing in. The, as I the remember opening. With uh, Samuel Jackson and Tatiana Ali and Bud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yo, that, that's my shit.
2: All right, Phil, we got a couple more. Um uh the the best meal of the day, man. I'm I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and say dinner.
3: It's so. breakfast, man. You yeah, you know I mean you gotta you got you gotta start with, with the good breakfast, yo.
0: I'm a, I'm a breakfast guy all day. Yeah. I finally got I'll, one. I'll eat breakfast for dinner. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah. That 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 was that was that was our Tuesday. Yeah, you know I mean, mm-hmm. uh, had had the uh, the red velvet pancakes. You know what I mean, um, all right, Rob. So we we going we going to take it to uh, we're going to take it to uh, ATL, and I'm going to say uh, Outcasts Equimini. Uh
2: If you say Equimini, I got to say uh, Southern Playalistic. Hmm. I'm I'm gonna go Aquimini.
0: But that's tough. That's tough. My favorite I guess, is A. T. Elliott. AT yeah. L- yeah. L- yeah. But uh that's my favorite also. Pound for pound. I do acknowledge I do acknowledge that Aquimini is is great and, and considered by most of the great you know, the greatest. Like I I, I get it. But I just ATL is a special. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Just just Dre's growth on that album and them starting to produce on their own. And like, I mean, just elevators. Like before we do another tip of talk to me about that. Cause I always I'm always always love to hear people from Atlanta their their recollections of the first time they heard elevators and like like what what the what the feeling was like in the city when they heard that.
0: I, I mean how it how was
3: that.
0: it was it was insane. It was like like man, headling in the low is a is a real corner. Like that's that's where my dad went to the cleaner. So it's just like <laughs> yo like like not only are they from you know not only are they from Atlanta but they're from the Swats, they're from, like, the part of Atlanta that, like, I grew up in, but also they are mindful enough to represent the entire Atlanta, and they shout out, you know, so many places, but yeah, no, it was just cool to, you know, it was the first time when I would, like, see my cousins out of town and stuff, and it was something, like, prideful of, like, yeah, like, you know atlanta we got we got outcats we got you know something that everybody's fucking. and yeah i don't yeah i i remember like if if you had that the cd and your cd book you was real protective of it you didn't want nobody to like you're not gonna borrow my you know like <laughs> especially and you know, it's got the CD lady on there with the with the slime and you yeah. know, the alien ghoul, whatever it was. And yeah, so um, I don't I mean I, I can't remember much before you know, before uh Southern just because of my age, but but yeah, when elevators came out it was it was it was a whole thing.
3: The only other artist that I I'm always curious about as far as Atlanta goes, and like their like what the feeling was like at the time. Uh, Waka of
0: Flame. <laughs> I quite. know
3: it. I know it. OJ nope. the Juice Man. Nope. <laughs> hey. What's the chart uh, saying? Hey. No nah, Jeezy though. J- Jeezy when 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 the this, the Snowman when when that hit, like how crazy was that?
0: That was insane, that was insane. So so basically, I would say, and I'll probably end up talking about this uh, in the future, is that Luda had a year where Luda was like the guy. And then the next three years were Ti's, And then T.I. like went to jail and then did the movie, ATL, and that summer, was like up for grabs. And Jeezy owned that summer. There was nowhere with where, where Thug Motivation or Trapper or Die or Combination was not playing. Like, the snowman shirts were everywhere. And then, like, we got a full semester off of people wearing snowman shirts. And then they were like, hey, you can't, it's took snowman shirts getting banned in other states before atlanta was like oh yeah y'all can't wear these at school and it's like what like people have them in they in their pictures already like they they've been wearing them for a year and a half and now they can't you know yo, shout out to everybody that like, got the, the graduation picture with the snowman t-shirt on yo <laughs> it, you can't ban the snowman you know but yeah no and can't ban the snowman's got got some some Gucci disses that that were not played, you know, in yeah. the uh, in the battle. But yeah, man, that yeah, Jeezy had it. Like like we did not, man. You know, Cassidy and 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 Jay and and You know, uh, Pharrell wearing vapes. but nobody in Atlantic cared about vapes until Jeezy said, you know, Flo is banana, Cooper is great vizu jeans with the bathing then it was like I gotta find them shoes I gotta get those pet shoots. shoes like
3: I believe it yo cause I,
0: I know what it was like
3: outside cause I was in Florida in, 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 uh, in that time and I knew what it was doing down there so I can only imagine what Atlanta was
0: like and it, it was crazy it was insane and like every every video every like man when
2: yeah
0: because everybody would play that whole album front, of back, back front to back back to back
2: yep yeah well i hate to end on a bad note for this Phil, but i gotta do it man since we since we're talking about true to atlanta stuff
3: you was asking where where it was when big Meach put the tigers in
0: <laughs> <laughs> No, that, that I was. I was in AP US history. <laughs> that's what I, was. I was.
1: Shout out! Shout out, the
3: AP. <laughs> shout out uh, to AP. Shout out to AP.
2: <laughs> All right, man. Uh, worst Atlanta sports moment. Uh, if you mm. ask me, as an outsider, I'm gonna say 28 to three. Uh super. Yeah, I mean that's 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 rough, especially
0: because man, we you know. We brought our future to the uh, to the Falcons game. We beat the uh, the Seahawks. You know, future on the sideline, like you know. I um, I, I
3: could have told you future was a bad luck charm, yo, because we we brought future out to the to the Super Bowl when we played the Ravens. The 49ers did, cause cause I
0: I our, our theme song that year was Tony Montana. Tony Montana. Every kickoff they would yeah. play Tony Montana. Yeah. it, it didn't work out, out for us. it up. They, nah, that, that it was lit. dope though. I I, I can't. Really I'm
3: not. You know, I'm not a, a future fan, but that was that was dope.
0: Like how they would as, do that. As someone who was in the club and was really like, like when Future was out, just really feeling that lament like, when the, when y'all did that. I I was like, I don't get how this is connected to Joe Montana or, or the 49ers at all. But you know, hey, I it looked, it looked lit.
3: Yeah, it, it looked so dope when they would do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, oh, that 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 Super Bowl though, that that was rough.
0: Okay, just just to to uh to mix it up because everybody knows about that Super Bowl and the Super Bowl was rough, and I didn't pass out, and then I woke up and we were in overtime, and I was like, Super Bowls on going overtime, and, and yeah, that that was the whole thing. Because, yeah, I thought that, I I'm I'm a Raiders fan, but I, like, was happy for my friends, you know, like, I didn't wear Falcons, but I wore red and black, like, I was, I was happy for my, my friends that, that have been through so much as, as Falcons fans, and so, yeah, that was crazy, but I would also say, there was a year where the Hawks were playoff bound, guaranteed, or you get your money back so you get you know if you bought season tickets and they didn't make the playoffs you would get your money back and I think that year they won they might have won 26 games maybe or maybe they won 13 games they either one tw- 26 or one either way nowhere near the playoffs so they had to pay everybody their money back got guys season tickets and oh, like wow.
3: why would in they order for you to renew
0: you can get anything you, be, you need jerseys they, they would send jerseys bobbleheads whatever there was like please like please renew and so yeah it was it was insane wow. so yeah that the I guy that I came up that. with that yeah,
3: Yo, that's fires. wild. I, I, I've never heard of any sports franchise doing anything like that.
0: Cause it was dumb. Because <laughs> it was dumb. <laughs> it had nothing to do with basketball. You think Josh Trigger is like, well, hey, we 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 don't wanna, you know, they contracts wasn't on the line. Like right. they man.
3: It's, speak speaking of dumb, let, let me let me get your thoughts on uh former uh, Atlanta uh point guard, the the, the captain. Uh who was was offered $84 million guaranteed by the Lakers, turned it down, and ended up having to settle for $6 million from the Boston Celtics. So one, he has to leave LA to go to Boston, and, and, he, and he was making $18 a year prior to, so he goes from 18 to
0: 6. I'm not, I'm not going to fall dead in Schroeder. I, I like Schroeder. <laughs> you know, as, as somebody that, like, he was a German dude, and then he ends up, you know, in Atlanta. And just just the fact that he's still alive, the fact that he's just still, you know, he was around all them black people, all them black women when the Magic City was in a club. You know what I'm saying? Just made it out. Because I, I know if I grew up in Germany and then just wound up, a millionaire in Atlanta. It, yo, it, it would be way worse than that. It would be way worse than turning down a contract for me. I already know. So, you know, I I feel like, you know, I I think like uh it it sucks because as somebody I've bet on myself several times. Like I I you know, yeah if you think about it you know going into entertainment is kind of betting on yourself especially somebody that could have went you know i, I went to college could have went the path of just just you know doing you know a regular job there was there was a time where i had to quit my job there was a time where you know i moved to new york and i you know had to do whatever to, to try to get on stage and i wasn't really focused on, on your regular career path so you know, I I know like like there are ups and downs when you bet on yourself. So I'm never gonna fault somebody that bets on themselves, especially because he was balling so like in OKC, he had a good a good time in the bubble. They offered him 84. You know, we can, in hindsight we all like make fun of Scottie Pippen and was all like, oh how did Scottie Pippen sign that bad contract? But you know, Scottie Pippen was looking like, hey, this could this could help my family. So you know, like like now we're like, oh, you should have took the 84, but what what if he would have balled out? What if A D wouldn't have got hurt? What if LeBron wouldn't have got hurt? What if he would have had a moment in the finals? You yep. know, so I mean, I think, you know, I don't know who's gonna who's a coach of Boston, but I think
2: Boston uh, they start. got a
0: bunch of guys But sometimes guys They get needed a the PG so. They needed a point guard They lost Kimba You know, I hope he balls out I hope he Me gets too, a man. good contract You know, I hope, he, I hope he's able to make it up I hope he's able to get up You know, 100 for You know, an amount of time that makes up For for the, the loss of the, of the 84 and 4 But, yeah man
3: I just don't want an Isaiah Thomas situation, man, where, like, the, the contract was so close and then shit goes left. Yeah. But, man, I, I want yeah. him to get it. It's not that I don't want him to get it. I think I I was just... Like, the drop-off is so drastic. Like, I could see if he just, like, got what he was already getting or maybe a little bit less, but to go that far down, that's that's wild to me. Like, like it feels like he got bad advice. It's, like, you know...
0: I think it's also his like it's it's a combination of him not not being aware of what coming off like he's not aware of what he's worth but then also he's probably had some moments where he's burnt. he's a shit talker on the court mm-hmm. and that rubs some people the wrong way Then you know I mean, maybe they didn't want to play with him that's a great He's Got into a wall. He's got into it with you know a, a couple of a couple of players, and I and I think that you know when you when you playing a game, everybody's watching the, the organization are, are watching, the owners are watching. So you know there might have been a place where he's fast out on somebody playing hard, talking trash. You know, getting somebody. You know, he's a he's a defender. He's a hustler. He's also a trash talker. You know, he, he called Kyrie the N word, and, and Kyrie missed the whole game. <laughs> you know, so, but that's why why Boston was like, hey, come on. Hey, we love that. Come on. <laughs> that's what we do,
3: baby. That's what it, we do. They're going to see Kyrie <laughs> a few times a year. We're going to
1: call Kyrie the stuntman.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you can do it for us.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. <amazing>. That's great.
3: <laughs> but but yo, do you, do you ever have those kind of situations like with with your management where like yo like where like they're telling you something you like like right, but I want to do this or y'all y'all going back or y'all 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 fairly on the same page?
0: Um, every now and then, I I, I think their their concern is the bottom line and. You know, and and also control and, and ownership and stuff because that, that's a thing now. But sometimes that fight prevents you from working. So it's like I could turn down everything and turn my nose up to everything and try to own everything. But if I'm sitting around twiddling my thumbs and not making anything, then, you know... Should I be owning everything and, and you know so it's, it's, it's just it's a toss- up. like sometimes you gotta you gotta pick those battles and just not you know hopefully not get get pinned in a, in a bad spot. you know I, I think uh, you know sneak this was like was an opportunity that I just, I just felt like was unique and you just couldn't go into with a, with a TV mindset because it's not TV. It's, it's the internet, it's social, you know, but, you know, we want we want the quality level to be a, a TV quality, but, you know, the, the thought process with it is, it, it's, it's, it's a little different from TV. So I think, you know, when negotiating, you got to think about it a little differently than how you would think a, a TV situation.
2: Gotcha. Uh, it's innovative, man, to see you guys use a platform like that and be able to kind of bring some familiar um, things, you know, like, you know, some of the the sitcom or the sketch, like the sketch mentality, but bring that to that platform. Because Phil and I talk about this all the time, like the attention span of people was so short, Mm -hmm. being able to have the production quality that you guys are talking about, but also be able to have that on a platform where people are more apt to be able to really, you know, um, digest it well. You Know that's a testament to you know the innovation you guys are working on, so I'm excited to see you know like where you guys are going with this. And you know, like, again, kudos to you, man, for, man, you know, for taking that step. You know, well, it's
0: I mean, it's a team effort, we got a lot, a lot of talented people that work with us. Uh, Mo Welsh and uh, Will Miles, uh, CJ Teledano. Jamel Johnson, Catherine Leon, Rachel Rodman, like just so many people that like, you know, help put it together. So yeah, we got, we got a dope team.
3: That's dope. And this, this is the last thing I'm going to get you out of here on this. Um, In terms of, of writing, what, what's, what do you, what's uh more, more difficult for you or more, or a better question, what do you enjoy more? Like writing for like TV and writing for sketches or writing for standup?
0: Uh, I, I think stand up, you get that instant gratification. So it's like, does this work tonight? I'm going to do it. Oh, it worked. Oh, I'm going to flip it, you know, do this to it. All right. The next night or later that night, you know, do it again. Oh, man, you know, they like that part. They didn't like that part. You know, like, you, you know, instantly TV. It's like, OK, I wrote a thing. Now everybody got to read it. All right. They laughing at it. Now we got to send it to the network. They got questions, you know. All right. Let's answer their questions. Now, we, you know, we got to shoot it. They got to cast it. You know, you, 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 the actors, they're, they're saying stuff weird that, you know, I got to kind of, so hopefully the director doesn't mind me going over and be like, nah, if you say it like this, that will make the joke make more sense. Then they like, film it, it's in a can, you wait a couple months, six months, three months, then it comes out, and then you get the reaction. So it's like super delayed, but... You know when it's like funny it you know it's undeniable but at the same time you're still like waiting around like like you know is this funny are people gonna like do people like this you know um so it's it just and that, that's not all tv but that's kind of the, the tv that I, that i've worked on because you know if, of course if you work on a snl or a late night show or something then you kind of find out that night but it's still a still a delay there from when you conceived it to you know when it's out there people
3: messing up your jokes is that is that something that like when you write it and you like you got it in your mind like how this joke is supposed to be delivered and like they don't quite deliver it the way that you envision it are you looking at like Oh, like, like, do you do you feel a way, or like, or you just chalk it up to that they they didn't deliver it?
0: Um, I mean, like, sometimes it's it's an issue, but then sometimes there's there's people who could do things that I can never do. There's sometimes, you know, you write something, somebody has a British accent, and then it's a real British person they're doing it, and it's like, well, yeah. They're going to make this, you know, their own and make it sound like something, you know, I think that's the best. The best is when you got a person and they bring something to it that you didn't even see. And now it's like, you know, on, a, on another level. And now, you know, um, so, yeah, you know, I, I think, you know, when I've performed in stuff, I haven't written full out what I'm going to do. And there's certain choices and certain physical things. That I do, that, that I'll bring or think about later, you know, to, to something. So I, you know, I, I think that like if something's written tight enough, then it, it lends itself to a world of, of possibilities and, and, and choices. But every now and then, there'll be something that like I, you know, I will whisper to the to the to the right person and be like, hey, they need to they need to say that different or else. They don't <laughs> This
3: whole thing not gonna make sense. Yeah, yeah. I I like like Sherman showcase. Shout out to that man. We didn't we didn't get into that a lot, but that that right there. That's going to be one of those things. I think people are going to see that like a year from now, five years from now, ten years from now, and be like, yo, like like when when you when you're when you Kevin Hart level and like people everybody knows your name, they're gonna go back to that and be like, yo, how did, this is the greatest thing that he did? Like like I'm telling you, that joint is because. For people that watch Soul Train, especially if you've seen like old Soul Train episodes, that joint is like spot on, and y'all hit on everything like that you wonder when you watch Soul Train. Like, why did they do that? I mean, like, like, like the like the dance, the, the like the way they even like did like the games or the, mm-hmm. the dance mm-hmm. lines, like e- everything. Like uh the performances, y'all like hit on like every one of those things that that you, th- that you think you would like in like a-, a sketch comedy show. So like, definitely shout out to y'all for getting all those little intricate details and, and finding the funny in them.
0: Man, appreciate that, man. Yeah, no, one of, one of my favorite things was uh, uh, Real Song Names, which was a sketch where we, uh, you know, like you have the, the title of the song and then you have what black people you know, called the song. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like, you know, that that was that was one of my favorite things and then I kinda kinda became like the the game show guy and then, you know, get your boy was one of the most absurd things ever, but you know, it just ended up being a whole bunch of ideas and just kind of, you know, turned into turned into a little little thing and then the get your boy dancers and then I got to, you know, Got to be in the sketch and stuff, so yeah, that was fun.
3: Yeah, man. Every, every now and then, man, you make it on the screen, man. Like,
0: you yeah, I know
3: you know a lot of behind the scenes stuff. But are you gonna start doing more acting?
0: I would love to. I'm. I'm not turning down no roles. You know, I'm not. I'm not hanging up on George Lucas and nothing like that. You know, Peter Jackson calls. Uh, I'm definitely taking the picking be, the phone up. You could be Hobbit uh,
3: number seven in that job? Yeah, man.
0: Yeah. I, whatever whatever ring you know i'll go to new zealand i got a passport <laughs>
3: let's go man well we appreciate you man thank you so much for uh for rocking with us man please tell um all our listeners how they can uh how they can find you on social media how they can
0: find your work yeah um rob has on instagram r-o-b-h-a-c-e uh robert is the man on twitter and yeah watch sneak this um vr kicks uh, it's on their YouTube, it's on their uh their app as well, um, and also on their their social on their uh, Instagram.
3: Yes, sir, man.
2: It is
3: We appreciate you, man. And uh you know how we do vibe. We work for the money, we live for the love, and we die for what we believe in. This is tissue and the tape, and if you don't do nothing in your
2: life, please. Respect holders. G- I'm forty.
1: I'm forty. I'm forty. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, that. Hey, Bye, That's an inside joke. They do
0: hip hop better than
3: you. Oh, this is fishy in the cave. Like that, daddy. Like that, baby.